Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast. My name is Karina, and I am a psychic medium out of Calgary, Alberta. Today is extra special for a couple of reasons. The first one being that today is the hundredth episode for the podcast. It has been three years that I have been pouring out my heart and soul into every single episode. And after the 14th episode, I actually thought that I was done. But here I am at the hundredth episode and in complete shock that I took it this far. Now, the second reason that today is extra special is that I have an amazing guest coming on here with me. This person is someone that I deeply admire, respect, and cherish. So without further ado, everyone, please help me welcome my husband, Nicholas, to the podcast. Hi, Nick. Hello, my love, and hello, everyone. Thank you so much for coming on here. Finally, after all this time, we're actually doing this. I've wanted to have you on here numerous times, but, you know, yep. life just happened and we've been so busy, right? Correct. And I wanted to save it for the 100th episode because I am special. Oh, is that why? Is that okay. Why? Mm, yeah, why. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That could be very well it. But I also believe in divine timing and what a perfect day for you to come on here. Can you actually believe that today is the 100th episode? No, I can't really. It's been crazy. It's been a long time and you've been working really hard at this. And, uh, you know, this is a this is a big day for you and for and for us. Thanks, honey. Because, you know, I I do dedicate a lot of my time and effort into helping people. And I started this podcast three years ago because I really wanted to help the people out there that were like me and had no direction and didn't know what to do with energy and for the sensitive people out there and for the parents that have kids that are sensitive. I wanted to be able to reach many, many people and I actually didn't think that I would do three years of this. I mean, I thought I was only going to do a couple episodes and here I am, 100th episode. I'm actually still trying to wrap my head around all of it. Well, congratulations. You did well. Thanks. Welcome, <laughs> so, Nick, everybody really knows who you are. I've talked about you so many times in many different episodes, and I have been quite open about our lives and the things that we've experienced, not only in this, like, psychic medium world, but the things that we've experienced over the years with our children, in our relationship, and everybody does, I'm sure, pretty much know you very, very well after this podcast. And I thought that it would be interesting to have you on here to share your perspective of what it's like behind the scenes living with a psychic medium, because I think there's a lot of people out there like me who are very sensitive who are struggling with their own spouses, trying to get them to understand that they may be feeling different or they're an empath and they're sensitive and maybe their spouse doesn't understand. So I think having you on here, opening that doorway for everybody to understand that it wasn't all easy at the beginning. I know we've been together for 25 years and I did always talk about spirits and stuff when we were first together. But when I actually opened up saying, hey, guess what? I'm going to be working as a Reiki master and a medium. I'm pretty sure you thought I had lost my marbles. Is that true? Well, I didn't think you lost your marbles, but I really didn't understand it. And it's not that I didn't want to believe in it or, you know, understand it. But, you know, a lot of people think that this kind of thing is crazy or, you know, um, yeah. I guess against religion or, you know, any of these types of things. And people really just need to believe or see something that will tell them that, oh, my God, this is really true. You know, and this is like real and, and, you know, you're the real deal and there's no question about that. And, you know, I've supported you forever and I knew you had something mm -hmm. and I just wanted to, you know, help you, you know, help others. And yeah, at, at first I had no clue what Reiki was or, you know, <laughs> and you would always had the, 
I guess, how would you say, you know, not the sixth sense, but you always had that mother's intuition or you always said things to us, you know, in our mm-hmm. whole lives about, I don't trust that or don't drive this way or don't take that route home or, you know, and you'd just be like, okay, why? You know, and it was yeah. always like, there's a bigger meaning for it. And, you know, that's the kind of stuff that this really is on top of, you know, all the, you know, the mediumship and things that you do as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, at first it was crazy. And I remember back, uh, you know, when our oldest child was in, I think, grade one. And you came to me every day and said, there's this kid that walks to school with somebody every single day. And there's something going on. I don't know what it is, but that kid is hurting. He's either being, you know, um, uh, abused or something's not right. So you decided that you were going to take bigger steps and try to help this child. And I remember one day in our garage, you said to me, I'm going to help this child. And this is not where I stop. I'm going to help. I'm going to help so many people. And here you are. You're making me cry. (laughs) Actually, um, I do remember that time because I took a, a huge chance and a risk thinking, you know, we were new to the school and I'm like, the principal's going to think I'm absolutely crazy, but I didn't care. I marched over to the principal one day and I said, look, I've got to tell you this. I can't explain how I know. I just know that something is happening to this child. And thank God they did something about it and he was saved. And from there, that's where the journey really began. I remember going and seeking out that psychic. Do you remember when yeah. I went to, I think it was Bragg Creek. Yeah, and I, um, I went and had this psychic reading because I was just a real mess. And I was going through a lot of old trauma that had resurfaced after our second son. Do you remember when I called you on that drive home and I yeah. said, you know what, Nicholas, I can't explain this to you. But what she did for me tonight is something I'm going to do for a lot of people and it was in that moment that I just knew. I knew that there was something bigger that was going to happen in my life. I couldn't explain it. I didn't know what it was. But something was just so crystal clear that night. I knew that I was going to help a lot of people. And so from there, I went and saw a couple healers. And I, you know, have explained yeah, it. You went another... through a lot of shit. I went through <laughs> Am I allowed to say shit? Yeah, we can. <laughs> <laughs> you went through a lot of stuff. I did. It was... Uh... It was a really difficult time, not only for myself, but on you and, and on our children. I was just really lost, and I wasn't expecting old trauma to resurface like that. And it was re- extremely difficult. And so I went to try to seek some help. And that's how Reiki fell into my lap. And I remember saying to you, too, like, you know, Nick, I can't explain this. I just need you to trust me. And at that time, remember, we were like broke. And I was like, I need to buy a massage table. I need to take this course. And it was expensive. And so I knew that investing that kind of money at that time wasn't something that was part of our equation. And I I just remember saying to you, I need you to trust me. I can't explain this. I just, I feel it. I have to do this. And I want to share something that I think might help a lot of other partners out there. When I came home and I had done my Reiki level one and two, I was so pumped. I was so excited. I couldn't wait to get practicing. And I don't know if you remember this or not, but there was one day that I had to do distance Reiki and I was doing it on one of my friends in Florida. And I actually had a pillow or a teddy bear. I can't remember what it was on the floor. And you walk in, I've got my eyes closed. I'm on my knees, like putting my hands all over the pillow and the teddy bear. And I remember the look on your face. You were like, okay, I'm just going to walk into the kitchen. You left me be. Yeah. And that's when I was like, oh my God, my husband thinks I'm nuts. He thinks I'm nuts. I never thought you were nuts. 
but uh, come on that was, was a little weird right? my comfort zone <laughs> yeah you know? like and i'm sure <laughs> yeah. it is a lot for a lot of people and like i said it's not because i don't believe in it i'm, I'm very spiritual and and uh you know believe in a lot of things and and trust but um yeah it was it was like what yeah what's going on here I mean, I can understand. You walk in, I'm like working on a pillow and I've got my eyes closed and it does look witchy. I mean, it does. But I remember starting and um, I started doing it by donation. I started, you know, I just wanted to go out and start working on people and helping people. And I just remember um, saying to you, okay, I think I've got to do this for like the rest of my life. And you're like, okay, that's good. You go ahead. You do you. And I think it was hard to understand all the things. These people started coming out of, like, nowhere. And I was working, remember, in the basement at that one house. And I'd be like, okay, here comes another person for help. And we'd go down the stairs into my little healing room that we set up. And there I was starting to work nonstop, right? And here I am. So after doing the Reiki and all these people started to come to our house that I was doing session after session... Well, then that's when things started to get a bit weird. Do you remember? I was like, oh, my God, the energy in here, all these spirits started to come around. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was getting really freaked out myself. Like, what were you thinking? Well, I mean, we've always talked about this as you growing up as a little girl in a so-called haunted house. and, and Oh, it was haunted. Uh, Let's no. go there. It was I, haunted. I, I've yeah. been there. I remember. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah, I mean... I always believed that that's true. So I didn't think you were crazy, you know, but I didn't realize that you were going to be a medium. And then I could talk to them. You could talk to people, you know, like it was, yeah, I believe that she could, you know, clear a house or she could do any of these things because there is, you know, uh, ghosts or spirit or whatever that's there and, you know, don't want to leave or, you know, whatever, for whatever reason. But uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy for you to, you know, start having that happen to you on a regular basis. And I remember what really, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to go back to the time when your grandfather got sick and you were really close to him as well as myself. And after he passed, within I think it was a day or two, he came to me and I thought, oh my God, I don't know how to tell the family this. I felt like they're going to think I'm crazy. And when we were in Nova Scotia, we were at your dad's condo and I said, look, I got to say something to your dad. I'm like, I can't deny this. Like he's coming at me so strong. And so I ended up going to your dad and saying like, okay, please don't be upset with me, but this is what I see. And instead of being upset, it was what brought him great comfort. And I knew that the messages were so spot on. He said to me, he's like, Karina, nobody could ever possibly know what I did in that room with my dad. And I said, I know. I said, but he told me. And from that day, too, by the way, your dad became my biggest fan. He sure did. But um, for you, I remember wanting to say something to you. And I think I had maybe once approached you and you just weren't ready. You were like, no, no, I can't do it. And I was like, okay. And I and it shut down. And then I got all weirded out because I thought, oh, my God, maybe he doesn't actually believe me. That was my thought. I don't think least. it was that I didn't want to believe you. I just probably wasn't ready for the whatever was coming. You know, yeah. <laughs> I think that would be more it than than you know, obviously not believing in you or thinking you're crazy. I could understand that. Because you, you know? did tell me something once that that was in the hot tub because yeah. we were sitting there and I it was six months later. I'll never yeah, forget. Yeah, a long time later. Yeah, and yeah. I said we got into the hot tub at the backyard and we had just had you know poured a glass of wine and we got right in and I went oh no, 
he's right here with me. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I remember starting to panic thinking like, oh my God, you know, (laughs) he's here and I don't know what to do. And I kept getting the message like, say something, Karina, just say something. And I thought, oh my God, he's going to be upset. And it was supposed to be like our downtime and whatnot. And it just, he was so persistent. I couldn't stop. And I said, Nicholas, please don't be upset with me, but I have something to tell you. And you're like, okay. And I said, your grandfather's here and he's got to talk to you. And I told you a bunch of things that he had said. And I'll never forget when you just started to cry. And you said, Karina, there is no way that you could possibly know what I said to him that day. And I said, that's when you know it's real, Nick. No, that's right. And you also told me that uh, I I had the dog tags of, with his ashes. I did. Yeah, you don't remember? No, I don't. Yeah, well, we were sitting in the hot tub at the end, and you said, you know, you wear his dog tag, you know, around your neck, and. That's okay. Don't make me cry too. <laughs> and every more every day you kiss it. Oh, I didn't. I don't remember that, hun. Because when I channel, I don't remember what I'm saying, yeah. right? And I did that in private. Oh, my God, I didn't know. You know, and that's when I remember feeling a huge shift in you. Sorry, we're getting all emotional here, people. We can't help it. We've never really sat down and had this conversation. Um, But it was in that moment, honestly, in my soul, I felt like a huge shift in you understanding what I did. Totally. And... I tell everybody, I'm like, it was that moment that I channeled your grandfather that you became my biggest fan. You went off and you tell everybody what I do and who I am. And, yeah, and it's something that, thanks, <laughs> thanks, son. Yeah. Um, but it took that, right, for you to have your own experience with it to mm-hmm. understand how real it is and how amazing it can be if you're open to it. And not that you were actually open to it. I kind of forced you to be open to it, but it was time. And it was after that experience that whenever I said anything to you about our children being bugged by spirits or ghosts, or I had to clear the house, it was, I mean, you just jumped on it right away with me. You'd be like, okay, I'd grab the sage and I'm like, come with me. And there you were with the with the sage and the lighter coming right behind me to clear the spirits out of the house because I think you actually started to get it and sometimes that's all it takes with somebody and I have a lot of people who come to me that are extremely skeptical and angry sometimes that they even are there and they don't know why they're there and that's how spirit works though they send the people and when it's the time it's the time you know and I think a lot of men struggle with trying to understand how this all works and that's kind of why I'm I'm happy to work with more of the males out there to get them to understand that this isn't weird half of their wives are probably empaths and and intuitive and it would be nice to have a lot of people be supported I guess maybe in that way right yeah And, you know, I loved that you started to really be so understanding of this. And it was really special to me to have that backup because this work is that difficult. And I remember, I think this is probably going back like eight or nine years. I did that big group reading at the YMCA and it was recorded. And when we got back to the house, my girlfriend was over and we decided to, I don't even remember. Do you remember like if we just sat back and watched it or you were doing something like editing it or something? 
You don't, do you remember what I'm talking about at all? Oh, yeah. Oh, you no, do? I, okay. No, I was I like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I just don't remember the, like, the after part of it. Like, I just remember putting it on. And for some reason, I think you might have been like downloading it or doing something. I'm sorry, but technically challenged here. But uh, I just remember it playing and you started watching it and you're like, oh, my God. You put the laptop down, got up and left the room and you were sobbing and I said are you okay like what, what's happening and you're like I don't know how you do this because I probably blocked it out because I was crying or something yeah. <laughs> that's how it goes like all Is the it... other men out there they probably don't want to cry well Karina makes people cry it's the way it goes <laughs> mm-hmm. you can go ahead and tell them your nickname for me right now mm-hmm. so yeah. Nick gave me that um nickname many years ago because it's <laughs> so weird well I've come home from work and there'd be like buckets of tissues and then I'd be like what's going on and like oh yeah that was a tough one you know and you went through a box or two of tissues in a session or whatever and mm-hmm. I was just like wow and I think uh you know it was one of my buddies at one point he came over and uh and had a just a quick you know prop two or session or whatever and uh and he came out crying and I was just like holy crap like you know like what is she doing to these people in a jokingly (laughs) way but I knew obviously you were giving them what they needed Mm -hmm. and uh, you know it's not always uh, it's not always easy and when when you do get that uh, closure that I say so when you do get the validation um, it's emotional and it, it it shows you that your loved one is still with you and all the things that you think that are happening in your house that, you know, couldn't be happening or happening and it is your loved one that's doing it or, you know, all these types of things, you know, like it's, uh, it's the next level. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people don't understand it at all. And people will walk into my healing room because I love that room. It's so safe. It's very comfortable. It has good energy, but people walk in, sit down and they go, oh my God, I'm starting to cry. I don't know what's happening to me. I'm like, it's okay. This is a healing space and I'm here to help you. And so yes, that's what happens. A lot of people are emotional because they do get that validation of things that nobody could possibly know. And here's the funny thing. I actually had this conversation with someone yesterday. This lady came to me the other day and she said, you know, I ended up getting your number from somebody because I didn't want to message you on Facebook because I didn't want you to see my profile. And I was like, fair enough. I, you know, I don't care if I know your first name or not. People have told me, oh, I made a fake name and stuff. I said, I don't really care what your name is because actually I forget your name when you sit down. All I'm hearing is your loved ones coming in because they sent you. It's out of your hands. It's out of their hands, really. Mm -hmm. And I think when people come in and they do go incognito because they think maybe I Googled them and like, you can't Google this stuff. There's no way. No, there is no way. impossible. But yet we've been given such a bad name as a psychic. Do you know how long, Nick, like, did I not like hide from this for many years? Mm-hmm. Even when I was doing this work, I didn't want people to know who I was or what I was doing. Yeah. Three years ago when the podcast went out, I was so full of fear, like, oh my God, people are going to actually know what I do now. And that was really tough for me. Do you remember mm-hmm. me saying to you oh, like, I oh remember. my God, is, are you okay with this? And I asked you, mm-hmm. are you okay with this? This is going, I'm going to be outing myself here. Yeah. Because I did stay hidden. And yes, I have a Facebook page and an Instagram. And I do have a website, but I don't advertise it like that. I'm like, I kind of hide. Mm -hmm. And when the podcast came out, I said, all right, that's it. I'm just going to be who I am. And um, I'm happy that I did that because I love to be able to give the validation to people because it is that real. And you can't make this shit up. And I'm going to say that. No, you can't can't make make this shit up. up, You know, And, and I also think it's important that 
you're on here to share what it's like behind closed doors after I do a session because I think I work back to back all day long mm-hmm. five well I started working four days a week now but I used to work five days a week oh, doing this kidding yourself. Okay. You work seven days a week. okay I work a lot <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean that in terms no. of sessions it's you're, you're on your phone 24 yeah. 7 trying to help people and you know yeah. and being helped yourself you know by your your people mm-hmm. you know like it's yeah it's a it's a big circle I know that you guys, you and the kids sometimes give me crap for when I'm on my phone all the, all day, but I have a lot of clients that I'm very blessed to have, but there's a lot of people that will message me right till bedtime oh, asking I for, <laughs> I know, you know, <laughs> um, but asking for help. And I'm one of those people, I can't turn them away, Nick. Like I just, it's not me. And I know my best friend always tells me, you know, Karina, you should just have like an automatic reply. I'll get back to you when I can. I said, but that's not me. It's not personal. It's not. And even when we go on holiday, I do put my phone away a bit, but if someone messages me, you know I'm on it. I can't leave someone hanging, and I have a huge responsibility, and I think <sighs> I'm exhausted all the time. I know I say that to you. I know I tell a few of my friends that, but I don't think people realize what it's really like behind closed doors, and that's something that I'm okay if you share some of that. Um, I think it's important that people do know the truth about what I do because I don't think they get it. Yeah. So, I mean, the toll that this takes on you when you do sessions and obviously there's hard sessions and, you know, easier sessions, you're not just a medium, you're a healer, you're a, you're a helper. You, you, you know, I don't know, you wear a lot of hats and, uh, you know, when you have a session or a week or a day, that's really tough. Uh, you are exhausted. Like I look at you afterwards and you can't even see straight sometimes. Like you're that exhausted, but you still, um, you know, do your mommy duties and your wife duties around the house and, you know, try to keep things going. Um, But you are physically and mentally exhausted. And, you know, it isn't easy, you know, that you're, you're always run down and I shouldn't say run down, but tired or, you know, mentally strained. But, you know, after some of the sessions that you've had, um, you know, I know you don't tell me much, but you'll say that was a tough one. You know, this family lost their daughter, son, you know, whatever. And I'm the one that's channeling it. And I have a really hard time not crying with them, but I'm here to deliver a message. And afterwards is when it comes to you. Like when they're gone home and it's the end of the day and we're chatting and you're just, you're like, I, I, that was so hard. Like, I don't know how I do this. And that's I when I, I break down. Yeah. And I don't know how this is my job, you know, but I was chosen for this and I have to keep going. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's super hard on you. Oh, and some of the things that you deal with that are just things that other people couldn't even imagine, you know, the pain that some people are going through and yeah, I just, I, I couldn't imagine and you take it all every day. And yeah, I don't know. You're superhuman. <laughs> I don't know about superhuman, but I will say I I know that this is my purpose. I've never been more sure of anything. And yet I've wanted to quit so many times because mm-hmm. I know the toll that it takes on you guys and the toll that it takes on me and, my, and on my heart. And because... I told you many times, like, you know, just stop. Take yeah, a break. You tell me that. I know. I don't mean that in a negative way because I, I want know. you to help people. But I mean, sometimes you get to a point where you need help, and it's, it's tough on you. It's tough on us, you know, as a family. But you somehow get the strength and the spirit to keep going. And this too shall pass. Tomorrow's another day. Let's keep going. 
yeah. you know, and, <laughs> and you do, you know, but there are some days that, yes, you want to quit, I you do. know, yeah. uh, because of the things that you have to deal with and, and taking everybody's pain and suffering on your shoulders to, to help them. You know, it's, I can't imagine. I do give everybody everything I've got, my entire heart and soul because I actually care that much and that's what's difficult Mm -hmm. because that's when I'm drained and that's why I do take these little mini holidays and you know for the people that follow me on Instagram or on Facebook and I do post that I'm here I'm there I'm everywhere but I have to go do these things to recharge not only to recharge Nick but when I'm here in in our city like we go out to you know our son's soccer game and I'm running into clients at the soccer dome and I'm I can't just go out in public sometimes and feel like I can let's say it this way I feel like I need to hide from people in a way because I know that when I go away I get to just be me and nobody has a clue as to what I do and when I go recharge and come back with that um, it's like almost like going incognito I get to go and be somebody else in that moment for four days or whatever it is and and not listen to spirits and not listen to, you know, yes, you're right, the world's problems, because I do have a lot on my shoulders. And that in itself can be suffocating. I do cry a lot behind closed doors that a lot of people don't know that, you know, I, I do have a lot on me. And I think I again, like what you said, I can't be emotional with my clients, because they're with me for them to I'm, I'm their rock, I'm the one who's supposed to hold it together, deliver the messages. But the minute that some of them leave, and it's, it happens a lot, I crack. I think what makes it the most difficult for me, Nick, is that it's because I'm a mom. And when I deal with people who have lost their children, that is the hardest thing on my soul. And it makes me love our kids even harder. And I do pamper them. And I know I'm soft on them, but I'm soft on them for a reason. I know that sometimes you may think that I'm a little too soft on them. However... If you saw the things that I saw on a daily basis, it's like nothing else in the world matters. No school, no chores, nothing. I want to just love these little humans that we were gifted because of what I see. Mm -hmm. And I think that might be hard for a lot of people to understand why I'm so soft on our kids, but that's why, right? I Mm -hmm. just, I see so many terrible things and it just makes me love our kids even harder. Yeah. I think the hardest thing for me is to deal with death on a daily basis all day long for so many hours per day. At the end of my day, that's why I bug you so much. Let's go on this holiday. Let's live. Let's live. Let's live. Because I watch so many people that never got to do this. And they didn't get that opportunity. And I keep thinking, I don't ever want to have that regret. And so yeah, I live a little bit a little bit of a crazy way. Like I want to just travel, travel, travel and enjoy life and go to dinners and enjoy our, our family. Well, you married the right person. Thank God. Because yeah. <laughs> you're, you know, been doing it for 25 years with me. And I mean, you know that I really just need that, I think, too. You know, I just feel bad that there's so many days that I don't have enough for our family. But I'm pulled in so many directions all day long. And I know you are too, because you're, you're in charge of a pretty big company. And that in itself is a lot of pressure and, and stressful, you know, and then you got to come home and be dad. And I think sometimes just between the two of us, we're both so drained and emotionally spent that we don't have a lot of extra energy, really. Mm -hmm. And that's why we travel so much. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. And I think you also having to deal with me all the time having those 
I don't want to say breakdowns, because it's not really a breakdown. It's more just like, oh, my God, I'm overwhelmed with so much on my shoulders that I say to you, let's go. Can we just go? Let's just go away. Because and you notice when we're away somewhere, I am like light, I'm happy, I'm carefree, mm-hmm. I get to just be me. Yep. And I'm sure that's the part that you like <laughs> instead of the I'm so tired I can't do this because I have a lot of responsibility and and yes I could say no to a lot of people. Yeah, I know you could, but that's just not who you are it and isn't. I wouldn't want you to do that. I can't. I don't think I ever will to the day and I, I don't die. I think our kids would want you to do that either. You know, the sacrifice of your tired days and, you know, and emotional days is worth it to help others for sure. I think my biggest fear when I started the podcast was that our kids were actually going to find out what I did because they mm-hmm. really weren't aware of it. And I remember going to our oldest son. He was, remember that? A couple of years ago, he had his friend over I and I said, you know, this is something that I do or whatever. And he goes, uh, mom, I already know what you do. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said, how do you know what I do? He goes, I Googled you. I, Googled you. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So now we have to have the talk. <laughs> and it wasn't that talk. It was the oh, I'm a medium and talk to dead people talk. (laughs) It was uncomfortable. I know. Um, And, you know, that was hard because I just didn't want them to feel like I was weird. But I guess that's kind of all they've known is mom walking around with a feather and smudging the house and and having, you know, strangers come to our house all day, every day since they were little. So I guess it is their normal. But again, that fear sets in like, Am I going to put fear into them? Are they going to hate what I do? Like, it's a really, it's hard to come out like that to your kids because you just always want to be the best parent and you think, am I doing something wrong with doing this? No, you're doing nothing wrong. I just hope someday they'll really understand it, you know, and why mom has nothing. Actually, I shouldn't say that I have nothing left. I really pull it together at the end of the day, just like today. I worked all morning. I had, you know, a bunch of clients and then I... It is spring break, so I took our youngest out with his buddy and went to the craziest inflatable park. Like, it was so wild in there. The energy so, so intense, and yet I pulled it together and wanted to make sure that he's taken care of and that he's getting everything he needs, too. So I do somehow pull it together, right? Like, I don't know how I do it. I say that to you all the time. Nick, I don't know how I do this some days. I really, truly don't. No, I know you don't. But I don't I, know how you do some days. Really? Really. I love that you understand. Of course and I understand. And that's why you're on here, because I don't... Well, if I didn't understand, I wouldn't be allowed on. Exactly. <laughs> Shut it. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I do understand. And yeah, it's, uh, it's what you're doing is special. And you are helping so many people. Um, and so many people need you. And, and, and likewise, you need them. Like the it's a win-win for everyone but yeah what you do is is unbelievable were you weirded out when I first like decided to say that I was a medium like to tell your friends or your co-workers or anything honestly because I don't care if you Not tell really that. my friends know um you know to tell like the the owners of the company I was working for at the time that you know, one of them was against this kind of stuff not against it sorry just not religious not not spiritual in any way and he wouldn't really get it the other owner did and he i remember him making jokes about you know reiki and and stuff or whatever like you know like not in a in a a way but it was like that he didn't really he didn't really understand it or he didn't really get it Mm -hmm. you know and then as time went on and you continued down the path obviously it was easy but um but yeah I've, i've always talked highly to you about to my buddies and 
you know, and, and shared with them things. And they'd come back with questions like, oh my God, like, you know, does she know that you went out last night or like, you know, you stayed three <laughs> hours after the, you know, the golf round with the bar with your buddies or whatever. I said, no guys, it's not like that. They're like, how do you live with someone like that? You can't get away Have with anything. Yeah. One of my, one of my friends said like, said that to me or whatever, like, and how do you live with like someone like she knows your every move or, you know, like she can, <laughs> you know, what, what socks you're wearing today and stuff. I'm like, oh my, it's not like that at all. Like I said, she, she'll turn it on and she'll turn it off when she needs to. It's not mm-hmm. like, like, you know, she's meeting you and she knows all your faults or stuff. I said, it's not like... Or yours. Or you, yeah. yeah. I said, no, it's, you, it, I mean. Sure. I said, it's it's not like that. But I think a lot of people maybe think that it's that way as well. It's not just the spiritual landers talking to the, to, to the other side or, you know, a loved one. It's also, what does she know about me? You know, and I think it, yeah. it intimidates people, you know, that <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm serious. Like, I know it does. You know, it's unfortunate because it's yeah. not like that. But, you know, I think some people may be, you know, withdrawn because, you know, they feel that you're reading their mind or, you know, like things like that. You know, right. So and yeah, and it's and that's not what it is, you know. And, and so but yeah, I, I brag about you every day to whoever will listen. <laughs> well, I, I know that people do assume that when they meet me, they're like, we went to one of your Christmas parties and I got to meet some new people that had come on board to the company. And I just remember shaking their hand and them looking at me with fear in their eyes. And I'm like, look, I'm here to have a drink and have some Christmas dinner. I really don't care what you did behind closed doors. (laughs) I really don't want to see that. And it is, I think, weird for, you know, some of our friends and stuff. They, our good friends really know that I'm not like that, but the people that are acquaintances and that, just start to hang out with us they're like oh my god is she reading me like they are afraid to look me in the eye and I'm like yes I see through eyes I talk about it in all the episodes the eyes are the window to the soul yes but that does not mean I'm looking at your soul right then and there we're not in a session it's not right to do that it's intrusive and I do respect people's privacy Mm -hmm. and that's probably why I like to travel so much because when we do go away Nobody knows what I do, so they're not afraid to, like, hang out with me. You meet someone on vacation or a new couple or something, they don't know who I am and what I do. So they're not afraid to, like, you know, actually have conversations and stuff. And here it's kind of tricky, you know. Sure. But whatever, you know, it's, yeah, it, it'll, they'll always be that, right? And you've always been strong with critics and, mm-hmm. and things. That's it, Yeah, it is what it is. And yeah, I mean, you've come to me many times and said that people are mean to you, you know, or you can see that they're that they're giving you really negative energy. Even in some of the sessions that you do or re- or parties with, you know, multiple people, you know, there's usually always one person that's sitting with their arms crossed and, you know, just trying to be that, you know, this isn't real and you know, whatever. And those are usually the people that end up having the best reading and completely flipping the other way. Mm-hmm. You know, you've had people contact you by email, uh, trying to save you, like you're some kind of evil person or whatever, try to get you away from Reiki or being a medium in some way. But uh, yeah, you've had to put up a, with a lot. I would say that I have taken a lot. I have taken a lot of negativity from a lot of people. And I would say that I've had to grow th- pretty thick skin because how many times have I cried about it and said, oh, my God, they hate me. They think what I'm doing is evil. I've had some good friends that I've lost and some parents of my friends that have thought that I've been doing some dark black magic and stuff. And I'm like, that's not me. 
I know that exists out there. Yes, it does. Is it real? Sure. Yeah, it is. But that's not how I work. I work with love and light only. And I just try to help people live their best lives. And I, I think that people just assume the worst. And it's hard on me. It's really, really, really hard on me. But I still do it. You want to know something funny. And like you just mentioned about groups and stuff, there is always one or two in the group that's firing negative energy at me. And I come home and I go, Oh, my God, Nick, that was so hard because I had to work extra hard to get past that to help them. I just actually did a group reading last Saturday. And I went to the reading. And as soon as this one girl walked in, I went, Oh, yep, here we go. I'm going to get fired at and I could feel it like she was sitting with her arms crossed just gunning me down and of course spirit goes right to her because she needed the help the most and she was pretty angry at me actually and I thought oh no like this is going to be a tough one and I'm still going to do my job though like I have to just deliver what I'm hearing so I'm going and going and giving her all this information and so the mom actually comes to me at the very end of this group reading and she says, oh my goodness, Karina, I'm so sorry. And I said, what? And um, she came to me after and said, you know, my, my two daughters were actually whispering because she actually videotaped that whole group reading. And she said, the one that was actually like the most negative had turned to her sister and said, well, let's just see if this girl's real. If she's real, she's going to bring up my knee. She got up to go to the bathroom. And apparently the mom said that when she came back, it was less than five minutes later. And I was like, who's having knee surgery? Who's going through this? And it's because she was like, oh my God, how did she know? You know, but people try to test me like that. They really want to find fault in what I'm doing. They want this to be, they want me to be wrong. And not everybody, some people at the groups and stuff are so open and they're there because they want the messages and they believe in this so much. But there is always someone that wants me to be at fault and to find that this is fake and it's not real and that never happens and then they end up being the biggest believers and mm -hmm. it's funny how that happens right it never it never ever happened where it ended up staying negative and that they didn't get some kind of confirmation that they wanted to change their um, opinion like a lot of people think these mediums and and psychics on tv are a gimmick or a, or a joke or, or not a joke but you know all for tv or uh, you're the real deal and the things that you give to people are absolutely unbelievable that nobody could ever possibly know it's not guessing that you had three brothers and one of them's tall and one of them's short and <laughs> one of them maybe had a heart attack oh wait no it's not a heart attack it was somewhere near his stomach and you know like that like that, that some of that stuff i've seen it too and i'm just like this is yeah i could see how people would think that it's not real and it's you know but it it's it's unbelievable that the things that people have gotten from you that it's life-changing for them well it's like I say to all my students you know years ago when I started doing this work because I was treated so poorly by so many people and because I lost a lot of friends and everything because of this I said to my guides and to the spirit world, I said, if I'm going to do this work, yes, I will accept this because I fought this for years. Since I was little, I've been able to see them. But I said, if I do this work, I want you to be specific because if you're not, I will quit and I will go back to retail where I was really happy. And I said, you need to be that specific because I don't want to look stupid and I don't want, not, not even to look stupid, forget about that. I didn't want people to question it and to think that it's fake or I'm, you know, imagining these things or I'm pulling at straws. Like I wanted them to believe that 
the other side really does exist. And for me, that was something that I really made that strong point and set that boundary with spirit. I said, okay, let's go. But if you're not specific, I quit. (laughs) And so that's why when I do these sessions, it can be so specific down to what people are wearing, what their favorite food was. I do a lot of what I call teleporting, and I've talked about it many times on the podcast with other students. But teleporting to me is where all of a sudden I'm like in a reading and I jump into someone's living room from the past, from like their house in the 70s that they grew up in. It's wild stuff like that. That's the shit you can't make up. And that's what I ask for as validation from their loved ones, right? Yeah, you do. That's You nailed it. So now that you've kind of given a little bit of insight into our world and what it's like to live with a crazy psychic medium, (laughs) um, I will let you go ahead, if you would like, to share some funny things about me that maybe people don't know. And go easy. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. I mean, without sharing uh, uh, personal details, uh, you know, uh, some... uh, you know, I, I used to laugh when uh, COVID kind of came and, you know, you would start doing readings on FaceTime and obviously on the phone because obviously we couldn't uh, we couldn't be with people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, that uh, I'd leave for work and you'd be pouring a coffee and in your robe and slippers heading into your healing room, uh, you know, no makeup on, just chilling <laughs> in your chair, waiting to call your client. Those were phone, phone sessions. Yeah. I was going to say, let's yeah. be clear. But I don't you, do that for FaceTime. You would be the person <laughs> probably not wearing pants on a video, on a video call, but that definitely, definitely mm-hmm. maybe put some hair and makeup together. I do. Uh, yeah, I no, try. But yeah. I mean, if you're doing FaceTime for sure. Yeah. You know, and that uh, uh, your podcast is uh, held in your studio uh, oh walk-in closet in our bedroom. <laughs> oh uh, and uh, the clothes uh-huh. give you nice uh, uh, quiet sounds. And uh, I usually have to take the kids out of the house and uh, take my son to a soccer field so that everything's quiet. Lock up the dogs so that you can get your uh, podcast out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, it's true. It's true. I do yeah. record on the floor in my robe yeah. so yes in you all know space. now yeah it is my safe yeah. space it's nice and quiet in here and uh you may be little and beautiful oh, but boy. uh mm-hmm. you uh you're pretty feisty um, uh-huh. i knew that was I coming it's probably more on a soccer <laughs> soccer mom kind of whoa uh, it has nothing to do with soccer well okay. there's just it uh, what Okay, no, go ahead. You go ahead. I'm uh, just, just saying that, uh, <laughs> so you know, uh, sometimes, uh, you know, I've had to see people kind of holding you back from wanting oh to choke God. other parents in the crowd, you know, for criticizing our kids or being disrespectful uh, to our team. Um, I stand for injustice. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I may have once seen you uh, at a DJ oh Jazzy Jeff God. concert do a super fly off a stage to protect my <laughs> sister from getting hit with a bottle. <laughs> You were standing up to some pretty big bodyguards, uh, telling them to get out of your way. And, uh, they were telling me to keep my wife in check. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. that was oh pretty God. fun. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah, there's been a lot of those incidents, <laughs> but, uh, that was a highlight. And, uh, yeah. And one of the other thing that's not really funny is that you are a superhuman and a super mom, you know, you work all day at yeah. this yeah. and you work hard. <laughs> And you still um, make our children feel loved and, and that they get the attention they need. Mm-hmm. They don't want for things. You take care of me. You're a wonderful wife. Mm-hmm. You know, and in turn, we work together and, and uh, sacrifice for the greater good. I would say that, you know, we are a pretty good team. We balance each other out. When you're down, I'm up and yeah. vice versa. 
And yeah. it's um, not always rainbows and butterflies. Oh God, it's not. You know, but we don't fight. No, uh, we don't tell each other we hate each other, and we we nope. respect each <laughs> other. You know, there may be some silence here and there, but uh, for the most part, um, that's we that's talk not stuff that's not out. who we are. No, and for that, that's a gift. And I don't think I could do any of this kind of, well, I know I couldn't do this work if I didn't have you by my side, because some days I feel like I'm falling apart or I'm breaking mm -hmm. and you pick me right back up. And yeah. that's how I'm able to help all of these people out there. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah. So you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love you. Love you. Well, Nick. You really have no idea how grateful I am that you're here with me today. I've been working so hard on this podcast, as you know, and to have you come on here and be a part of something that I'm really, I'm really so proud of this. That makes me so happy. You really have been my rock, my strength, and my everything, and I could not do any of this work without you. And I mean that on the days where I feel like I really can't possibly continue as a medium, you swoop in and you give me the strength to keep on going. And even when you have nothing left, you're still there for me. And that's something that I know is a gift. And don't think for a second that I don't notice all the things that you selflessly do for the boys and I. And I do believe that we found each other in this life after spending so many, and I say so many, past <laughs> lives together. Because yeah. you know that, right? We know. Yeah. And yeah, even through the ups and downs and the chaos of life, you've always been and will always be my best friend. And I wanted to make sure that you knew today how much I loved and appreciated you because I do also know that in the blink of an eye, everything can change. And I will say to all of you out there, make sure that you tell your loved ones what you feel for them and how you appreciate them because you just never know what tomorrow holds. So we want to thank you all so much for joining us today on the Divine Messages podcast. And I'm so grateful to you, Nick, for coming on here and being on my 100th episode. This means the world to me. And I'm so grateful to have all of these amazing listeners out there who decided that they wanted to follow along in our crazy lives and through our journeys. And I do want to make a special shout out to T, who started the podcast with me three years ago. She truly pushed me to start this podcast and put myself out there. And I really appreciate her help and her friendship. So again, Nick, thank you so much for coming on and yes, outing me in many ways. Well, but You're most welcome. I took it easy <laughs> on you, but I'm very honored. Thank you very much. If you would like to book a reading with me, I can be reached at www.divinemessages.ca or on Instagram at divinemessages333 or at the Divine Messages podcast. Please bear in mind that the perspectives and opinions represented in this podcast are based solely on the Divine Messages interpretations. We can in no way be held responsible for the actions of our followers.